Ever had a conversation at 3am when everyone but you and your best friend has called it a night? That's what this is. This is the Rhetorical Podcast with Sam and Scotty. Banter for the real world. Back at it again with the Rhetoricast boys. Rhetoricast boys. The boys. Like five Zs. Five Zs, not just one. Five Zs. Five Zs. You can, can we get that yeah. on the t-shirt? Uh, I don't, you're, you're the graphic designer, absolutely. Like, I feel like everything is. I feel like that would, made by you. No, but I feel like that'd be the worst t-shirt in existence. No, you have to have the Zs going from the front and then wrapping all the way around the back. This is why I make the design choices. This is the rhetorical this podcast, why, by the way. This is why you're in charge. <laughs> <laughs> Look, okay, but at the same time, I'm not. Go- I'm not going to lie. I mean, this doesn't stress me out because this is just. We've been planning to do this since we were 16. It's like it's fun for me to do this. And it's like episode three. We don't have anything to live up to at the moment. But the thing is, I, I feel like that this is my escape from my normal life because in my normal life, I'm feeling really stressed at the moment because I've been traveling a lot and I haven't been getting a lot sleep and and I've decided that I am going to do the wankiest thing I've ever done in my life. And it's a big call. That is a big call for you, Sam. <laughs> I and I'm not You were going to buy a moped. <laughs> <laughs> so if you can top that, bring it. I forgot about that. Why do you have to keep bringing it up? Why do you keep bringing it up? It's not a, it's not a, not on the highlight reel for Sam. Just, you're not a big guy and a moped's not a big scooter. And if there was just a breeze, you would just fly. To, to give it context though, I was going to buy it when I was living in the Gold Coast. You lived half an hour drives away from the surface paradise strip, Sam. Were you going to drive your moped there along the highway? Well, you never know. <laughs> Take the beach road. Make a day of it. It'll be great. Yeah, take you two days. Jesus. I'm better off walking, let's be honest. Take a golf cart. We'll get there faster. <laughs> but this does top it. This does top it. And Go this for is it. such, such a wanky thing to say. I'm so excited. I have decided that I am going to get on a plane and fly to Paris. Now, that's not the wanky thing. It's why. I'm going to take a week, maybe two. It was going to be a month. And then I shortened it down to like a week and a half, maybe. And I'm going to forego all technology. I'm going to to leave my phone at home. Take a notebook, a pen, a cassette player with some mixtapes. <laughs> live on a houseboat and write poetry and read Hemingway for a week in Paris. I'm so happy. That is, that is just the wankiest thing ever. <laughs> oh my god. I'm gonna fly to Paris just so I can live in the houseboat next to you, take photos of you, and laugh. That's going to be me for a week and a half. That's. <laughs> and I'm also gonna take a camera, but not my camera, a film camera. Like a Polaroid? No, 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 just like like a, an old school Canon film camera that I've then got to get the film developed. <laughs> it's going to be in black and white. Oh my I, god. And I and I've decided and I've decided that I'm just going to wear the same suit for the whole time. That's beautiful. I can't even judge you. Like that sounds like a lovely holiday. It doesn't I'm going to make a prediction that 3 days in you're going to be crying yourself to sleep <laughs> saying I need to edit something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, and I have thought about it. I thought that maybe we should probably do the podcast, uh, like just just <laughs> while I'm there. 
Otherwise, just to keep me sane. Just to keep me yeah, sane. That's fair. I have dubbed this. And the thing is, I think it's important that I'm self-aware of how much of a wanker I'm being yep. by doing this. So I have dubbed this Sam's Parisian Circle Jerk. Accurate. <laughs> Jesus. So that's, that's what it's going to be. Sam's Parisian Circle Jerk. I have planned it to happen sometime in the new year because I can't quite afford to do it yet. It will end up costing me like five grand. And it's, that's a lot wow. of money. Yeah, but that's also the thing is the trip's like three grand. It's the two grand spending on the like the suit that I'm gonna wear once, like for the whole time, <laughs> and like the tape recorders and the and the stupid film camera and a notebook. It's all of that shit. That's 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 the stuff that's gonna make this trip so expensive. And when you really think about it, that's all of this is just in an aid to get away from technology, like the complete prat that I am. Yeah, just to be a complete and utter, and in all senses of the word, a wank. Yes. This is the rhetorical podcast. Um. All right, Sam. Yes. Hashtag deep talk time. Oh, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right. Um, uh, I don't usually bring these subjects up. All right. I'm gonna sit upright. I'm gonna really okay. just adjust myself here, prepare myself. I have no idea what you're about to bring right now. <laughs> all right. So I know that this is a very delicate subject for a mm-hmm. lot of people, mm-hmm. and I also know that it affects both yourself and me in the past. Ooh. Okay. It's it's um there's no polite way that I can really put it. Alright. Baby scares. Oh. Yeah. It's right. uh okay. you know those like for the anyone who's experienced something like this where mm. a possibility of an unwanted pregnancy mm. and you're just going about your day to day life in you know normal day and then you speak to a person or you receive a phone call oh. and you hear those words everything stops yeah along the lines of hey we need to talk i went to the doctor or <laughs> hey we need I, to talk something's ha- going on i tested myself or something like yeah the time where it just slows down i don't know where i really want to talk about this but it's a it's a very personal subject for me cuz i have experienced it before yeah um, and i know not too long after that you gave me a call for advice on the situation yeah um around about the same like within months of each other we had the exact same thing yours was far more serious um well look i'm yeah i'm fairly happy to talk about what what happened was that um i got exactly what you said i got a phone call say hey we need to have a talk um can you meet me Naturally, first thing that's just gone through my head is, oh, God, what is it? Oh, no, she's going to break up with me. You know, her uncle's yeah. died and she's going to mm-hmm. have to move to Africa. I, you know, whatever it is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I freaked out. And she's gone, look, I'm late and I'm really, really worried about it. And as far as I was concerned, we'd been safe every single time because I'm paranoid. I'm paranoid about it. Particularly then, maybe not so much now, but particularly then I was 19 and just paranoid af of that happening because i mean why wouldn't you i I, particularly for me i wanted a career in media and that would would take me lots of different places lots of different cities around australia and the world even if i wanted to do that and if something like that happened it would mean the absolute destruction of my career as far as i was concerned yeah and you honestly handled the the thought process a lot better than i did because i remember receiving that phone call and basically, I just let you go on your rant of anxiety and panic and 
stress. Yeah, yeah. You and actually, side note, you were really good with that, and um, I've haven't, I've never forgotten that. You did most of the work. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but uh, I remember you saying that if this does go ahead, mm. I can drop everything and take on the role of father. Yeah, I was. I and honestly, that was a terrifying thought. Yeah. Because if look 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 if that happened, it would it, it, that's exactly what I would do. Because I I honestly don't think that you, you have an option with that. I told the girl, look, if this becomes a reality, if this is absolutely going to be a thing that happens with us, I am going to support you no matter what decision you make. So I'm never going to force you in a decision. I this is never something I wanted, and I think you know already know that. But if you dis- whatever you decide to do. Whatever you decide to do, I will support you in whatever decision you make. I mean, there's lot, there's lots of different options that that you can have with that. But if the uh, if the decision was, I'm keeping the baby. I'm staying here. I'm gonna be close to my family, and we're gonna raise it together. I'm like, great, cool, great. I'm t- definitely okay with that. And I would figure something out. But um, I remember ranting at you about all of this, and I just needed to say it out loud because when. All of a sudden, this fear that's in the back of your mind that, oh, this could be a thing that happens to me, it's suddenly real. It all comes crashing down all, all, all too suddenly. Mm. And, it's, start and thinking it's terrifying. about everything. Mate, it's terrifying. I'm sure it's completely different for couples who have been trying. Oh, it's a great And moment. it's just like the most joyous thing possible. <laughs> but if you're on the other side, it's not as nice. I remember... And 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 here's the thing is that's like this this is something that uh, we've talked about before um, and we've been through it together and I don't know how much I don't know how much you want to talk about it but it's um if I was to say that when this happened it was not exactly the ideal circumstances with how your relationship was going at the time. No, I actually found out about three days after we had broken up. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I'm just going to lay it all out. People can judge me however they want. Uh, I'm going to say I didn't really react to the situation as best as I could. Um, I basically said over the phone, I'm not ready to be a father. And then I asked outright, are you planning on getting rid of it? And yeah, like, because I... Honestly, I don't have many fears in my life. I fear... Uh, getting stabbed or, you know, all the basic stuff. But when it comes down to it, my ultimate fear is having to look after or raise a child. Mm. I, I like the idea of being a father. Absolutely. Mm. But only when it gets to that stage of, like, you can play around with a kid, yeah, yeah. But the idea of me dedicating 18 years of my life to a person, the only way I can get out of it is to physically run away from that situation. And go to Europe or something. Yeah. That terrifies me. I mean, to be honest, neither of us can commit to a 12-month subscription of Netflix. We have to go month by month. We're not great with this. <laughs> so yeah. it's... Uh, In that moment, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle the process. I still can't handle it. I, Rihanna had a, uh, a medical condition recently, and one of the first thoughts that the doctor had was, you might be pregnant. I almost had a panic attack in the shops. I freaked That's... out. Like, blood drained from my body, and part of my brain said run. I love Rihanna, but part of my brain said run. Yeah. You know that I'd come and hunt you down. You'd hunt me down. And you would take me to a bar, and you'd convince me to be a good person, 
And I'd hate you for it, but you'd convince me. You know, I did that recently. I actually had that conversation with someone recently where they found out, and they were trying. Um, There was a couple that were trying, and it was at a Christmas party. (laughs) And I spent the entire Christmas party in a corner with my mate after finding out that she had was like it was really slim chance that she was able to be pregnant and it's uh it worked out but it, you know i think that it's something that's terrifying because he wanted to be a father and after that night it was totally fine but it was just like in that moment as soon as you find out you go holy shit i've now got to dedicate 18 years minimum to just the care of this person and it's just it's i, I for someone that lives a very um, spontaneous lifestyle, it's it still terrifies me. But if it were to happen, I think that I'd be equipped enough to deal with it. Um, and I'm a lot less afraid of it than I ever used to be. It's um, I, I know that uh, when I <laughs> uh, I was a surprise to my parents, and I know that my dad freaked out like <laughs> like just, father like son yeah just straight up freaked out and um they've been very very honest with me about that i've never understood the whole you never wanted me my life is a lie that's that's bullshit you know it's whatever okay oh it, it affects different people differently i'm sure yeah i was a surprise to my parents and it worked out and if that was to happen to me i think that i would be able to handle it in the same way they did which was surprisingly well <laughs> And that's that's the mindset I have to have about it. That I take all the precautions that I can, but if it happens, then it happens. And hopefully one day I'm at a point where <laughs> you know I saw a meme the other day that said, "At what age does your reaction to finding out your best friend is pregnant stop being oh shit?" <laughs> it changes from the oh no to oh yay. When do you cross that line where all of a sudden it's a good thing? It's one of the scariest things that you can do in your entire life, which in a way is surprising, seeing as that's what the whole point of life is. And you know what? That's why I don't want children. I ain't part of that system. <laughs> Hell no, I'm my own man. <laughs> if I was to ask you right now, if it turned out that Rihanna's scare was real, how do you reckon you'd deal? At first, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't deal. Mm. I can't tell you. You just got to wait for it to happen. Don't don't say it like that. <laughs> Got to see if it happens. Yeah. Well, when that bridge comes, I'll oh. burn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Ask a question, get an answer. You know, like in a way that isn't a rhetorical question. Irony at Rhetoricast on social. I'm gonna have to be honest with you. I am really happy that you did actually say all that. Well, yeah, like. I know that I say that I really like to make this podcast fun and happy, but if we're having true conversations, we've we got to make it real. And that that's legitimately my thoughts. I'm, I'm sure that a lot of people feel the same because, I mean, if I'm this terrified, there has to be other people that are similar thought processes. Yeah, and I mean, I, I guess that's that's why we, we can both talk about this at length. And I, th- and I think it's important, but I mean, despite all of that and how frightened I still am, I guess, about that happening and maybe the two of us not being as safe as we planned to be. And I don't know whether it's related, but before I met Brooke, I was really quite lonely. I used to go out every Saturday night to this karaoke bar to try and find love and never really worked out for me. It was all you a bit sad. You took me sad. to that karaoke bar. That was dingy. Uh, yeah, I loved that karaoke bar. Well, you weren't going to find love there, Sam. God, no. Promise me. 
But I mean, it was great. I, I, you know, I lived a single life, but it was very, very lonely. But thankfully, I met Brooke. We moved in together for just over six months, which is great. Uh, actually, a little longer, I think, eight months. Something occurred to me the other day. I don't think about sex anymore. What? Yeah. I, I realised that Brooke and I went three days without having sex and didn't even really realise it. Like, it just didn't even occur to, to us. The, the, the reason that we hadn't had sex is because not because, like, we didn't want to. It just didn't occur to us that that's a thing we should be doing. Were you both really exhausted from work? Or uh, sort, of sort of, yeah, I guess. You know, we were just, it was just kind of like the end of the day and we just kind of felt like, you know, after we watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, <laughs> just watched TV for a bit, we just kind of went to bed and that was it. And I, it's this weird thing where I've realised that once you start to have a permanent relationship with someone where sex is always on the table, more or less, you just don't think about it anymore. Hmm. Well, two things. Hmm. One, that could be a first step into a continuing your relationship deeper and that sort of stuff and growing up and that sort of thing. Yeah. Where you just all of your drives have uh, calmed down for less... Well, yeah, they've subsided a bit. You know, I think about relationships I've had in the past where there were... <laughs> I mean, to be honest, the only thing that was keeping the relationship going was the sex mm-hmm. because we had nothing in common. But <laughs> <laughs> And the entire relationship was about that. For the first time, I feel like I'm... Becoming a better person, which is it's kind of good, I suppose. Interesting, yeah. yeah. Cool. The second point that I have is that I've never experienced that occurrence in my life. <laughs> Not once. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just, that's just the way that some people are wired. Honestly, mm. like, hey, it could happen to me one day. I find yeah. that idea scary. Well, I, I kind of find it a bit scary as well, and that's why I'm bringing it up. Because yeah. I I'm was always someone that was very sexually charged, and every relationship I've been in has been like that. So now, where it's just kind of a non-thing, and I just like with I'm finding myself not thinking about it, and not even bothering, where it's just like, you know what? Sleep is a good option. Rather than that, 16-year-old Sam would be murdering me right now. Probably. If he knew that that's what I was doing. Like, like cho- choosing we- sleep and watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer over having sex with a girl. He'd be slapping you down. Yeah. Tell you what, the only time that I've like consistently not had the drive mm. was in situations where I knew nothing was possibly going to happen. Yeah. it's For my brain, it's a potential thing. Mm. It's for, say... It can happen. Why isn't it happening? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay, that's fair. It's an odd thing because I've always known that this is something that happens to all men at some point where your sex drive just goes, that's it. Typically the only time you hear about it is when they're in their like... 40s, yeah. Yeah, midlife crisis time. Yeah, so why is this happening to me now? I don't want to be impotent. Hey, mate, droughts happen. (laughs) Like, like I love chicken schnitzel. (laughs) Uh, that, but sometimes I go to the pub and I just want chips. It's just, <laughs> I just want Buffy and ice cream. That's, yeah. it, it happens. I reckon for lack of a better metaphor, mm. you'll jump back on the horse one day. <laughs> <laughs> so all of that got a lot deeper than I thought it would. It got deep. Like, let's be honest. It's, got, it's, it's not going to be the last time that this show gets deep, but... Oh, uh, yeah, that's basically it. There's not going to be the last time. <laughs> there's, there's nothing more to say than that. This is uh, this yeah. is going to be a regular occurrence. Yeah, it's like, I'm not going to say every week I'm going to make someone cry. 
Except Sam. But yeah, I mean, that's just a given. <laughs> so you can hit us up at Rhetoricast, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You'll work it out. Retoricast. Retoricast. Just a whole lot of phlegm. Retoricast. Bye. Hey, you know what you should probs do? Hit us up on social. And you. We're on all the things. At Retoricast.